the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello. It is a cloudy, cold Wednesday here in Ohio. I am recording, as per usual, from a dorm room in Steubenville, Ohio. And this is No Buts About It. Um, thank you for listening. It is going to be an interesting show. We've got some Monday Night Football to talk about that happened two nights ago on Monday night, hence the name Monday Night Football. And we're also going to talk about uh, the Sam Ellinger-Matt Ryan situation. There's also a big trade that went through during Monday Night Football. I think that the GMs at this point are just trying to break in to get their names out there and only make trades or announce trades during primetime football games so that they can take over what's going on. I mean, Christian McCaffrey was traded during Thursday night football, um, made all the Swifties mad, like we said, because everyone on Twitter was talking about Christian McCaffrey and they weren't talking about Taylor Swift. And I don't even know, really know what the Taylor Swift thing was. I don't know if she's releasing a new album, maybe. I don't know. I haven't really listened to Taylor Swift since, like, Fearless. Occasionally, maybe have a song from the Reputation album that gets pulled up. But Christian McCaffrey was the big story on Thursday. And Monday night, the big story with trades was that the Jets trading for... James Robinson, who was an undrafted free agent from the 2020 year. He played with the Jaguars, was a standout player, looked phenomenal, and he's headed up to New York. Now, fun fact for those of you who don't know this, I collect trading cards. And there was a set where the company that prints them made a mistake, or maybe it was a prophecy, and printed that James Robinson was on the New York Jets. So on the card, it says James Robinson. He's in a Jaguars jersey, but it says New York Jets. So maybe they knew this was coming all along, but James Robinson is a Jet, expected to fill in for Brees Hall, and maybe stay. We'll see what happens um, once Brees Hall is healthy next season, but that's the big news. Let's talk about Monday Night Football. So... Monday Night Football, we see, okay, Mac Jones is back. He's the starter. This is our guy, right? Maybe this that's kind of been the story we've been following. There's some drama going on in the quarterback locker room because Mac Jones got hurt. Bailey Zappi comes in, plays really well. Mac Jones is like, hey, I thought this was my starting job, and I'm kind of thinking that I'm going to have to change the intro 
to the podcast now because they gave Mac Jones four drives. He had four chances to go out there, take the ball down the field, and put up some points. He goes out there, nil. He didn't get any points, no field goals, no nothing. And I think he had like 83-some yards, threw an interception, and big Bill Belichick, head coach, he comes over to him and he says, hey, look, buddy, I need you to come over here. We're, we're going to sit you down. I'm trying to break uh, the record for most wins. I'm chasing after, chasing after George Hallis right now, legendary head coach. Um, I'm just going to sit you down, and we're going to put Bailey in. You might not be 100%. Throws Bailey in. First two drives, Bailey has phenomenal, phenomenal numbers and gets two touchdowns, 14 points up on the board, um, and makes it a close game against the Chicago Bears. Bad part is, those are the only points that they put up all night. Um, just not a good game for New England. Bailey Zappi made some questionable decisions while he was out there. Uh, he had some interceptions, and I think two of them were probably just the ball got tipped. Uh, just got to be more careful about your timing when you're throwing the ball. And then there was one where it was just like, yeah, that okay, that deserved to be picked. But... Uh, Bailey Zappi was removed, or he was made the starter for this game. They benched Mac Jones. So we'll see what happens going into next week, or this upcoming week, on Sunday. But what is the story here? We've, uh, I've, I've mentioned it before, I've talked about it before, but some people have told me they don't necessarily go and listen to every episode, and they don't know what story I'm talking about. So I'm going to try to break this down as simply as possible. So back in 2000, long, long time ago, um, we had a guy named Drew Bledsoe, who was the quarterback for the New England Patriots, and New England loved him. New England fans loved him. Everyone loved him in New England. Great quarterback. Everyone thought he was going to be the franchise guy. They're like, found our guy. He's winning us games. Let's go. Well, then he ends up getting hurt. Um, ankle injury, I believe, something with his leg. Similar injury to Mac Jones. And this guy who they had just drafted, he was supposed to be a nobody. He was actually the fourth quarterback on the depth chart when he was drafted and over time just worked his way up to the backup role. His name was Tom Brady and he takes over and plays phenomenally, wins them some games, gets them to some championships, wins like, I don't know, six, seven Super Bowls with New England and uh, goes on to be considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So, that's kind of what we're looking at right now. Um, I'm not saying that Bailey Zappi is going to be the next Tom Brady. I'm not saying he's going to go on to win seven Super Bowls. But there is this question of, hey, uh, New England thought they had their franchise guy in Mac Jones. A lot of us thought that they had their franchise guy in Mac Jones. That's why he's in the intro for this show. He's in the introduction. But... Then Bailey Zappi comes up. He's not supposed to be anything big. And he won them some games. Did not win them on Monday Night Football. Uh, that was just a whole team effort loss, though, in my opinion. Um, defense played horribly against the Chicago Bears. 
Um, Matt Judon, there was a couple times where he was able to get to Justin Fields, but then it just seemed like he shut off. He was shut off. He was also the only one who was really doing anything. Matt Judon is a tank. He's a great player, but it just seemed like he'd make like one play, and then he was like, "Okay, that's enough," and then he just stopped. And you can't do that with Justin Fields, especially when they're making him stay in the pocket. There were a couple times he just took off with the ball. Um, he does have those legs and that athleticism. That works really well for the Chicago Bears. He ended up winning them the game, I think, with his legs. Uh, Khalil Herbert had a pretty great game in his sophomore season. And the Patriots just did not deserve to win that game. But they are... Um, Undefeated, I believe, when Bailey Zappi is the starter. He has lost in both games he's been the reliever for. He relieved against the Packers, and they ended up going into overtime. Packers won, but he shut out the Lions in his first start. And then against the Bears, he just he wasn't the starter. So maybe that's the key. Maybe Bailey Zappi needs to be the starter. But they were talking about him on the uh, commentary. And basically, apparently, when he was drafted to New England, a lot of people are like, so you're going there to be the backup. How does that feel? Da, 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 da. You get to learn from Mac Jones. This franchise has a lot of history. How does it feel? And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm not going to be the backup for anyone. I'm going to New England to be the starter. I am going to be the, a NFL starter. I know that I can be an NFL starter. And it's that kind of confidence that is potentially going to land him the starting job in New England. This is a story that we've got to follow closely. Um, it's a very intense story. It's got New England fans kind of worried, some of them, because they all invested in Mac Jones. They've got his jerseys. They've got their dogs, his jerseys, all of that stuff. It's a big deal. And we'll continue to follow it. That was the big story for Monday Night Football, though. Um, other than the James Robinson trade that kind of just appeared right, right before Monday Night Football so that people had to talk about it. Moving on to Indianapolis, we have a situation. And it's a not same but similar situation. And that is that Sam Ellinger, who's in his second year, basically a rookie, he's never... I don't think he's ever started in a regular season game. Is going to be the starter against who? Well, Washington Commanders. And who could potentially be starting for the Washington Commanders? Oh, Colts quarterback Carson Wentz. Or ex-Colts quarterback Carson Wentz. Who I'm not a fan of as far as a football. Super nice guy. Super great guy. Horrible football player in my opinion. Um, not, Matt Ryan was not an upgrade for Indianapolis, though. Let's just be clear. Matt Ryan had 12 turnovers in seven games. Nine of them were interceptions. Three of them were fumbles. And that just, it doesn't include the fumbles that were recovered by Indianapolis. He's fumbled more than three times. Let's be clear of that. Furthermore, now Matt Ryan is being benched. And it is being reported that old Jim Irsay from the ownership position of the Indianapolis Colts. He, he reached down and he said, Hey, Frank, uh, let's set this boy down. We're going to set our our guy that we just signed to a two-year contract. We're going to set him down, 
and uh, put in the young buck is basically what he said. And so Sam Ellinger, he is second year out of Texas. And I don't know a lot about him. I should know more about him, should have researched more, but there's not a whole lot that I am able to present here. However, what I do know is that he's comparable to Taysom Hill, who has been fantastic for the Saints, um, not necessarily at the quarterback position, but at every position. Taysom Hill they use as a Swiss Army Knife type player. It's like, send him out, you need a receiver? All right, yeah, I'll go catch the ball. You need a running back? Okay, I'll go out and catch the ball. You want, it to, you want a tight end? I'll go out and catch the ball. I'll go out and block. I'll go out and do whatever you want. Sam Ellinger brings that mobility that Matt Ryan does not have. Matt Ryan is older. He's running around with cement buckets on his feet. And with this Colts O-line that is banged up, beat up, it is not looking good for a guy who has buckets on his feet. And that's what Matt Ryan was. And now it's kind of a, a question of will Matt Ryan retire because he's been benched. Um, he's getting old. Maybe some people questioning whether or not he's actually able to play the game anymore. Where is he going to go? It certainly doesn't feel good to be benched, I'm sure. If you're a competitor, you know that feeling. You don't want to be sat down no matter what. You always want to go out and do your best. But I think Matt Matty Ice has got to be honest with himself and say, I the ice is melting. I'm not the same guy that I was. And I'm not going to be able to take this team to the playoffs or a Super Bowl. Let's give the young guy a chance. That's what's happening. Whether or not he retires, that's a completely different story. But I think it could be likely. Um, he's not, like I said, he's not the player he was. This isn't the guy who took the Falcons to the Super Bowl with Julio Jones as the uh, number one wide receiver in the NFL at the time. He's working with Michael Pittman Jr., and that's about it. So, definitely not a good situation for Matty Ice. Colts fans are getting upset because this is their, like, eighth quarterback since Frank Reich has started. They've had Andrew Luck, who retired. Andrew Luck was phenomenal, but he couldn't deal with the injuries. They weren't protecting him. Had Brian Hoyer, Jacoby Brissett, who's with the Browns now. Uh, Philip Rivers, who retired, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, probably some that I'm forgetting too. Anyway, rematch, Carson Wentz revenge game potentially. I think that the Colts still somehow win because if if Carson Wentz is playing, Carson Wentz finds ways to lose games. I'm still convinced that Carson Wentz would have lost that game against the Packers last Sunday because he would have made a stupid decision and turn the ball over, and put it in Aaron Rodgers' hand at extra time. But last, Taylor Heineke was out there, and they won the game. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. We'll definitely be talking about that game come Friday. But let's move on to Thursday Night Football predictions. What are the storylines here? And the storylines are basically what is going on. Because we've got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens who he started off hot. He started off super good. Everyone was like, this is the MVP. He's going to take it. He's going to run with it. No problem whatsoever. 
this dude is on fire. That was like for the first three weeks. Then he gets to Sunday Night Football against the Bengals and not playing so hot. He's overthrowing his receivers, making some questionable decisions. They still won the game. I'm very aware that they won the game. They, they beat the Bengals. I know that is true. But it wasn't because of Lamar Jackson, except for we saw a glimpse of the true Lamar Jackson in the last two minutes of the game. But during the rest of the game, he was overthrowing people. He seemed rushed. He was not comfortable. Something was going on with Lamar Jackson. On the other side of the football, we have a guy we were talking about earlier, and that is Tom Brady, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Uh, he went down to Tampa Bay, won a Super Bowl, and just killed it. But like we've been saying the last few weeks, this is not Tom Brady that we are watching. I don't know who it is, but it something's in his head, and he is not playing like he usually does. Could be that he's going through a divorce with his wife. Um, I'm sure that that is difficult because he wants to win. He wants to play football, but now his wife is leaving him. Presumably, the media is reporting because of that decision to play football again. Uh, but if, if you look at the NFC South standings, a lot of people are like, well, the Falcons suck, the Panthers suck, and the Saints suck. The Buccaneers got this no problem. Well, the Buccaneers have the same record as the Falcons. Falcons have been the most consistent team, in my opinion. Um, if both the Buccaneers and Falcons lose, and the Panthers and Saints win, then the, they would all have the same record in the division. So, the Panthers are not out of this at all. The Saints are not out of this. Um, Stan the Jet fan said that the Saints might surprise us. He might be right. Um, not so much the Saints surprising us as the Buccaneers just being bad. Last week, it kind of looked like there was a lack of chemistry between Tom Brady and his receivers. Um, he has this situation where he throws a wide-open pass to Mike Evans. Mike Evans bobbles the ball and drops it. And I'm sure Mike Evans hated that because he is considered a top-ten wide receiver in the NFL by most people and should be able to make that catch. And Top 30 wide receivers should be able to make that catch, let alone a guy who's considered elite. And you've got a guy like Tom Brady who is coming out and getting upset and angry with people for not being able to win football games. He's still a winner, still has that mentality, but is he able to bring the same amount of energy that he had before? And that's kind of what um, Pat McAfee was talking about and I think he brought up a good point and that is the thing that people always said about Tom Brady was he was intense he was always willing to be coached the same way as everyone else uh, he never was like well I'm Tom Brady so you have to let me do what I want to do he would be yelled at by his coach he would take on whatever he wanted and he'd take it on the chin like a man and there were a lot of stories of players who were cut, and they were asked about what the most upsetting thing about being cut was. And a lot of them didn't say that they were upset for themselves. A lot of them said that they felt like they let Tom Brady down. And this was primarily in New England. They said, Tom worked so hard with us, he drove us so hard, he made us come to practice every day, he made us want to be at practice every day. Um, all this great stuff about Tom Brady as a competitor, uh, 
and they said, yeah, we let Tom down. That is the worst part about being cut from the New England Patriots. Um, fast forward now, we've got Tom Brady. He's obviously a lot older. He is missing, I think, Wednesday. He doesn't pr- practice because of uh, rest day or whatever, which is common with veterans. But he's also going up to went up to New York for vacation, I think, or something, or went out partying with his friends. He wasn't at practice for a week. And what was kind of brought up was when that starts to happen, when your star players start disappearing from practice, A, the wide receivers aren't able to build chemistry with their quarterback. B, the O-line is not able to create chemistry with their quarterback, which is something else they need, something that is overlooked. Games are won and lost on the line of scrimmage with the O-line protecting their quarterback. And C, guys start saying, well, why can he skip practice, but I can't skip practice? He had a good game, yeah, but I had a better game. And then you have guys like the team leader, it's kind of making it seem okay to skip practice, to miss practice. And that's not the same Tom Brady that we've been used to. We've been used to a Tom Brady who comes in, is like, let's go, we're going to drive, we're going to practice. Even when he was suspended, he found a way to practice. Um, he went and found a undrafted college player to catch the balls for him while he threw them and told him what route to run, and they'd practice every day during his suspension for uh, deflate gate. But this is not Tom Brady. And because of that, I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be able to win on Thursday night. I think that this is another game for Thursday night football that was supposed to be a phenomenal matchup that everyone was looking forward to. And now it's kind of, we're kind of looking at, eh. The Buccaneers defense started falling apart last week. Um, in their game against the Panthers. Did not look any better this week. And now we've got this situation where you've got Lamar Jackson, who hasn't been playing himself. He hasn't been playing the MVP football that we saw from the beginning. I don't know what's happening. Maybe defenses have just figured out a way to slow him down. But Lamar Jackson is overthrowing his receivers, doesn't seem to have chemistry with his receivers. Bateman's been out, so that doesn't help. But I think Lamar is playing well enough that he can play a good enough football game to beat the Buccaneers because I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be able to put up the points that the Ravens will be able to. I don't think it's going to be a super high-scoring game but I do think the Ravens end up winning this. I think that the Buccaneers are lacking chemistry, which is something that people do not talk enough about when it comes to football. You need to have chemistry with your team. Um, Leonard Fournette just doesn't seem to be all in on it like he was at the beginning of the season. Tom Brady seems like he's in another world when he's playing. Mike Evans is out there dropping wide-open passes for some reason. The defense is not the same. A lot of the players are the same players that won the Super Bowl, but this isn't the defense that they had. Um, So we'll have to see what happens. But I do not trust this Buccaneers offense to put up enough points to beat the Ravens. And 
that's weird because usually Tom Brady is someone who you can't bet against. You just don't want to bet against Tom Brady. But now I'm kind of thinking he's becoming that person that we have to bet against if um, we want to win these bets because he's not he's not consistent. Um, it is a sad era of football for a lot of people. I respect that. I respect that Tom Brady gave a lot of people a lot of joy and a lot of promise and a lot of hope, especially New England fans. Um, I grew up in Indiana, so we had the Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady rivalry that I grew up with, and I loved that. And I hated that Peyton Manning tended to be on the losing end of that rivalry. But it is a part of history. It is an important part of NFL football. And I am, there is a part of me that sees it as bittersweet for it to come to an end. Tom Brady is a fantastic quarterback. A lot of memories watching him play. And I just think that this is the beginning of the end of Tom Brady and his reign over the NFL. So all that being said, I hope everyone has a great Wednesday a great Thursday. See what happens on Thursday Night Football. Maybe another trade will go through because that has been the pattern so far. I don't know who could possibly get traded. Oh, well, Jackson Carmen. The Bang- Bengals trade Jackson Carmen somewhere, please. That That's what I want it to be. But um, anyway, I hope everyone has a great Thursday night, a great Wednesday night. And I'll see y'all on Friday where we'll talk about this uh, Buccaneers versus Ravens game. We'll also talk about all the storylines going into Sunday. We've got the London game in the morning with uh, Denver and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But we'll talk about all the big storylines. We'll talk more about Sam Ellinger, I'm sure. And we'll talk about any news that has been brought up in the last, in the two days between the episodes. Other than that, everyone have a great rest of your week. And I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, I would appreciate it and be most grateful if you could share the show with your friends, with your family, and those who you care about. It would also be helpful to me if you want to help me if you followed me on Instagram at nobuts underscore show or followed my Twitter, Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Yes, I made it when I was in middle school. Don't judge. And it would also be helpful if you have stuff you want me to talk about. If you have questions, you can uh, private message me on either of those apps. Or you can just shoot us an email at bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. That is B-U-L-L. M-O-O-S-E podcast, the number two at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, share, subscribe, do all those things. And I'll see you for the next episode. Uh, Until then, have a great time, have a great life, and go do something nice for someone.